Welcome to the Charro Azteca podcast, where we believe our families didn't come this far for us to just come this far. My name is Francisco, and hey. I'm here with my co-host, Conrado Bautista. Bro, <laughs> every single time I say that, I get kind of emotional, bro. Our families really didn't come this far for us to just come this far. Right. And today's podcast is about that. Uh, about if you guys remember a couple of episodes back, we, we announced that we were going to do the first ever Charrosteca scholarship, the, the, the grant for people that want to go to college or they're going to a university. And we weren't expecting a lot. Like we're like, you know, hopefully 10 or 15 people hear about us, but we had over 300 applications, wow. dude. And, and a shout out to my sister because she's going to be the guest here. Uh, shout out to my sister Daisy. She had the privilege, privilege yeah. of reading over 300 applications and how many times that she had to stop me because she started like she had to stop a lot of times because she was crying. Damn. Like just imagine when you watch that movie, that fucking the tear jerker, right? Yeah, right. My, the pursuit of happiness, whatever, like the end game. <laughs> <laughs> My sister had to read over 300 applications of people that she could relate to. Like, she, and it's, it's, I could just imagine, you know, like, so this podcast, I wanted to, to do it because every single person had an inspiring story, but not just because of they wanted to be rich for themselves or be wealthy for themselves, but because they wanted to help out their families and they wanted to help out even deeper than that. They wanted to help out their communities. Nice. So like when I say that, I mean it. Our families really, really, really didn't come this far for us to just come this far. And honestly, if you just think of yourself and the selfish way of saying, you know what, I'm good. I'm going to settle with free government assistance or whatever. You take advantage in that negative way. Shame on you, honestly, because Como dices in the intro, Paco, if you are okay where, where you're at from nine to five, you're okay with living paycheck to paycheck. I'm sorry, but shame on you because your family literally sacrificed everything for you just to be okay with where you're at. Not right. Yeah. And if you ever need a, a kick in the ass or reality check, <laughs> you don't have to go looking for motivational videos on YouTube or go to this conference. You really Look at just your bank have, statement. You... <laughs> <laughs> that should be motivation right or there. Or even say, just talk this. to your moms and to your pops. Yep. Like talk to your grandpa. Like Sit down really and have a conversation with them. Actually care how for was, somebody else yeah, for How once. was life yep. over there? Find how out. did you cross the border? And they're going to tell you. And sometimes you're going to be amazed, honestly. You yeah, wild, our like, parents always kind of try to kind of put it in the back burner. Of course. Kinda like they didn't want us to learn how bad it was for them. You know what it is? I don't really think is that. I really think it's still painful. And they, honestly, human brain, brain, we block painfulness. We block negative stuff. And my mom, it took me también. Uh, I think I just found it like five years ago. And then I was like, how come you never told me? It's just, she started crying, dude. Like it's, it's painful. You relive it all over again. It's very painful. Sit down, ask them, find out. It's painful. Yeah. And you guys were here. This is a very important podcast that a lot of us need to listen to. A lot of our youth. Especially. Millennials need to listen to. And the generation from these millennials, these little kids that are coming in preschool and los que piensan que, oh, que prenda puro inglés para que los en el inglés. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Teach them more than one language. Yeah. And I feel like any language, culture, and tradition can die in a single generation. It could. It has. It, it is. <laughs> and I want people listening to this podcast to really, really think about how important our generation is. 
we are what do I call the middle passage. We are. We, we are, are right. the person that we have the baton right now. See, the torch. We have the torch that we need to pass on to the next generation. Take it seriously. Like really take it seriously. What are we passing? What are we passing on? So when you guys hear this podcast, before you guys hear this podcast, give us a shout out on Instagram, on social media, and don't forget to give us an honest review. And DM us too. I mean, if you need to get a hold of us, you really guys think we're, we're human beings. We're real people. We're here to help. We will reach back to you. I know you, Paco, get tons of them. It's harder sometimes. Me, I don't get as many. So <laughs> feel free to message either one of us. <laughs> Damn, you got that. <laughs> but reach out to me. Reach out to Paco. Do get to us because honestly, this is our few. This is what motivates us to keep going because honestly, dude, we've been doing this, what, three months, yeah. two, two and a half months. I'm already seeing a little impact. We are seeing something. People are reaching out to us. They're thanking us. And I'm thanking you if, for listening. I mean, this is, this is awesome. I love it. Yeah. My hat's off goes to you because not a lot of people are willing to, to, to invest their time. They'd rather be listening to something else. I know, or, but you are investing in yourself. You are. So guys, enjoy this podcast and we'll see you on the other side. We have a guest and the guest is my sister and she's a little nervous. So what I am doing is we have a shot have glass a shot. here. I'm going to tell it. my dad, watch. <laughs> <laughs> here, because I know you're nervous. I don't have a chaser. Who cares? No uh, chaser. Right there. Go. Oh, yeah, go. Go. One, Cheers. two, three. Stop thinking about it. Que lo mire mi papa. Don't post it on Facebook. <laughs> no, I'm sending directly to him. So the reason for this, po- the reason why my sister is in the, is my guest for this podcast is oh my be- gosh. because we had a scholarship a couple of uh, weeks ago, Daisy, mm-hmm. and um, we announced the five, actually it was four winners. We had two, four scholarships <laughs> and it was so crazy because when we announced the four scholarships, some random person like literally just oh, said, yeah. hey, let me put in a, a fifth, fifth one. Yeah. That was freaking badass. So I want to read I want to read uh, what Daisy had posted on Instagram on the day when we announced it. So if I can't finish it, Daisy, because if I get choked up, you better finish it for me. But this is what it says. Many of you won't take the time to read an Instagram caption this long. But as I'm reading through the scholarship entries, I can't help but to try and hold back tears. Every story, every answer, every goal resonates with, with so deeply with me. Over 300 entries and almost every single answer includes the sacrifice by generations before us to allow us the opportunities, opportunities they never had. I've read stories of dads waking up before the sun and coming home late at night just to be able to keep the lights on and provide food on the table. About moms working to take care of other people's kids instead of their own to bring in some sort of financial help to their own kids and families. This hits close to home because I remember my dad, the man who learned everything on the first try, who finds a solution to everything, who fixes literally every broken thing around the house or of our cars, and who is one of the smartest people I know, work graveyard shifts and missed many important occasions in the lives of his kids because he needed to provide for his family and was never ever given the chance to go to school past the second grade. I could only imagine what could have been if he was given the opportunity to go to college. 
In their stories of their moms, I see our mom who dedicated her entire life to her husband and children and now her grandkids who now wants for her granddaughters and myself a life full of independence and goes far beyond what she was allowed to dream for of for herself. And in every applicant, I see myself, a Mexican-American with goals, persevering, perseverance, and ambition to become more than just another statistic in this country. Every story depicts Every story depicts the tenacity of our people, the will to not let our parents' sacrifices be in vain and not only be to be better for ourselves, but to help further our community as a whole by being the example and change we want to see in the world. The great aim of education is not knowledge, but action. What we decide to do is what it matters. And it's so inspiring to see how our people don't complain. We work hard to change the status quo. Si se puede. I teared up and I, if by Daisy, <laughs> <laughs> I teared up a couple of times because when I was reading this, like I saw my pops, I saw my moms and I know, and I'm actually going to stop before I start crying right now, but take it like, why did you write that? Like, why did you write that Daisy? Because every time I read an application, remember I told you I want to pick everyone because what? Oh, I want to pick everyone because it reminds me so much of like ourselves. And it just reminded us that every story, it may be different, but it's the same at the same time. Because all, our parents or grandparents or whoever, they came here, they sacrificed their families, they sacrificed their lives just to make sure that we had just even the opportunity. It wasn't even for sure that we would be successful. It's just we would have the opportunity to to be someone, to have chances that they never got. And it hits home, you know, because our parents did that for us. Like the other day, my parents have never really told us how they crossed the border. Have you noticed no, that? Yeah. Until the other day that my dad, like, he's like, um, that he was running. Remember that he woke up because he was covered up with a Kobe, carton. With oh, yeah, yeah, an alfombra. And that he woke up because Amigra was coming and that he ran and they caught him and they hit him with the the baton Bast or yeah. whatever. And he had never told us that. So it just goes to show like they keep this all a secret because it's so tough just so that we can go to school, we can have a job, we can start a business. And it's crazy. And what like got to me the most is that out of like 300 applicants or over, every single one wanted to not just help themselves, but they wanted to help their community too. Like, I think two of the winners that I chose, they want to be immigration lawyers because their families never had um, papers. You want to cry, huh? No, I'm just trying to think <laughs> of what to say. Like, our parents, luckily, they got their residency papers and they're legal here. But a lot of people aren't. Or two of the winners that we chose, they don't have papers. And it's like, and yet they still want to be immigration lawyers because they can. They're here under DACA. And they want to help those who couldn't help themselves. So, yeah. All uh, the ones that I chose, it's because I, like, their their stories got to me and I could relate. And they don't just want to help themselves, but they want to help Mexican-Americans and, and Latinos. And that reminds me because, like, for me that I, I'm a big motivational person that likes to listen and watch and go to conferences to get motivated. The times that I've gotten more motivated and woken up has been when I talk to El Señor, you know, like El Paisa who fucking starts sharing their story. And 
those are the times that I've been affected the most. So when we actually had this scholarship, we weren't thinking that we were going to get that many applicants. And we got over 300 of them. And every single story had a theme of perseverance, of, of doing more for our people. And dude, that chokes me up because like, we, we, we say that there's a lot of people that don't care for our culture, right? Like there's a lot of Mexican crabs Con trying to freaking pull up. Yeah, that they're trying to pull us down. But it, the reason why I get choked up is because I see that there's a lot of people that do care. That there's a lot of people that think the same way that I were thinking. <laughs> that we do want to keep our culture and traditions alive. That we do want to see our people succeed. And with 300 applicants, dude, like, like congrats to all 300 applicants. Well, I wish... And I wish that I could give fucking every single person, you know, but hopefully we get there someday because like these five people, like they, like they just don't want to do it for themselves. Like they want to do it for their family and they want to do it for their community. Yeah. Like, let me read some, some examples. There was this one girl that we chose. She's a junior at UCLA. And she said, I joined a nonprofit called Bruin Hope. And this club's mission is to help out orphans in Tijuana. So we go to trips, we gather clothes, shoes, food, and we create engaging educational activities for the kids. When we're there, we interact with the kids and make their days brighter. However, I am always the one left with a heartwarming feeling. Having the privilege to um, to be a part of this meaningful club gives my life purpose. I learned from my parents that you do not have to have much to help others. All you need is the heart and compassion to do it. So that's like just our parents' experience makes us want to be able to give back to others. And then there's this one. She said she wanted to start a business and she failed because it was hard. At 17, imagine, Paco, if you would have started Charo Seca how many years ago? Like A long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> so that, I feel, I felt like you could relate to that one. So I picked that one because it's like um, starting a business isn't easy and trying to do it at 17. So I picked her. Dude, like, there's I, I, two I, other ones I, I want to be like immigration lawyer. Yeah, like, like I feel like all this motivation stuff that we try to watch on YouTube, we're trying to look for it outside. We're trying to go to these conferences, so we're trying to find it somewhere else. But dude, the motivation we have it at our own house, and sometimes we just have to ask our parents how it was to to live yeah. in Mexico, how or even you that you immigrated because there might be listeners that you know they're not born here, like they were not born here, they immigrated here, and so you know, and, and it's proven that in this country immigrants are the most successful people because they come here knowing that on they come from somewhere where the grass was not green (laughs) and they cross here and all they need is an opportunity not a fucking silver spoon fed to them but a lot of us that are born here like we want the fucking silver spoon we fucking think we deserve it like dude like seriously wake the wake the fuck up like dude our parents what's the hardest thing we've had to go through Honestly, nothing. Like we never tasted hunger. We never felt hunger. Like our parents felt hunger. Our grandparents felt the hunger. Like they didn't know what the fuck they were going to eat. They had to go fucking grow their own food. They had to go take a shit outside (laughs) (laughs) when it's fucking cold or hot. I had to do that when I went to Mexico. (laughs) But for us, we're fucking spoiled here. We got a fucking working water. We got heaters. We got air conditioners. And right here, we're fucking not. Taking advantage. I know. My dad always tells us, because my nephew, Paco's son, how many toy trucks does he have? Seriously. Like, 
they don't even fit in our house and your house and like your car. <laughs> They're everywhere. And my dad always tells us this story of when he was little. He had one toy truck, remember? The one toy truck that he played with for 20 minutes and then my tío came and ran over it and broke it. And he's like, that's the only toy like I ever had. Yeah, they were fucking playing with rocks and, and they were sticks. imagining that there were carritos, there were Hot Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> like rocks. Think about it. Like this. Uh, so Janet Garcia was one of our winners. And, and this part really, 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 really hit hard to me. And it says, I remember asking my parents how how were they able to work in the fields for 22 years? And my dad replied, es una chinga. Pero con tal de sacarlos adelante, me aguanto el dolor. Para que tú tengas un mejor futuro y le eches ganas en la escuela. Dude, look, I'm fucking teary. <laughs> like, here, take it away, Daisy. because. <laughs> What part were you reading? No, well, just that oh. part. Like, how many chingas did my dad go through? Yeah. Like, for you to actually have an education or me, have an opportunity. That's the main word right here. The opportunity. Because you didn't, you, college wasn't for you. You didn't like it. So you started a business. You were more of a self-taught kind of person. Our brother, he, college wasn't for him either. And I remember ever since I was little, remember? I was like five. And, oh, your tío, Fernie, he went to USC. Oh, so we have Desiree, which is our newest employee here. Our little niece. Yeah. A little. Niece. She's only three years younger than me. Yeah. No, but her, her tío went to USC. And I remember he was like the only person in our whole family who ever went to college. And I was like, oh, I want to go to USC. That was my dream school. And ever since I was five, I was like, I want to go to college. That's going to be my thing. And my dad would always tell me, like, you can do it. Yo no quiero que trabajen. Duro como yo. Like, he's like, you need to work less for more money. Not like I did. And it's true. My dad, how many hours a day would he work in the middle of the night? And I can't imagine myself doing and, that. And a lot of us don't have a lot, right? Like, we're not super rich. But a lot of these parents, like, I still remember when my pops, uh, like, adopted a kid in, like, Guatemala. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, whoa. Like. And, and this reminds me of this other person is Diana Rodriguez and, and shout out to Diana. She She's one of our um, recipients. recipients for the Charos Deca scholarship. And she says, my father is a selfless person. Not only does he work to make a living, he also volunteers his time to help others. For example, after work, he slowly fixed up the house we currently live in. He helps his siblings fix their homes. And while on the vacation in Mexico, he always fixes the local church. My father's selfless actions inspired me significantly, significantly. Like, we don't have to give money. And I noticed that a lot of times it's just donating your time to help out others with something that you're good at. Like, seriously, like, this is what this world should be about, uh, of, of giving back, like taking care of you first, taking care of your immediate family. But then after you take care of your immediate family, give back to your community. Give back so we could pass something to somebody else. Talking about like, we don't know struggle here in the U.S. What were you doing at 13? Do you remember? Oh, man, playing PlayStation. And right. Thinking everything. Fucking, I was getting pissed because I couldn't <laughs> go to level 10. <laughs> so, um, Anali Ayala, she also won one of those scholarships. She started off her essay and she said, America, the land of the free, the land of opportunity. This is what convinced my father to cross the Arizona border by himself at age 13. He was the seventh child out of eight, and he grew up in a remote rural village in Durango, Mexico. 
At such a young age and fragile time in his life, he understood that the beautiful Sierra, which he called home, would not allow him to succeed given the lack of educational opportunities and the rampant drug cartel violence that plagued his Mexican country. At 13, he crossed the border. Can you imagine that? Like, my niece is 11, 12 right now, and she all she does is play Roblox yeah. and watch YouTube videos. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, So that made her want to... Um, she also gives back, I think. Let me see. She's part of, like, organizations at school trying to prepare um, undocumented students succeeding by providing resources and equal opportunities and creating a safe space. What I read in a lot of these people that want to be immigration lawyers is to stop, like, to educate undocumented immigrants because they have rights here. And a lot of them are scared. And when people show up, shows up to their house, they give in because they don't know their rights. And a lot of them are saying, like, we want to educate our people because what do you always say? Education is not, what is it? Knowledge? It's power or something like that? Knowledge is not power. It's potential yeah, power. Yeah. So imagine if we know their rights and teaching everybody to know their rights, the difference that we can make. And that's how we, that's why you got to understand how important you are in this community. Think about it. We are the middle passage. What that means is that our parents or grandparents came to this country for a better opportunity. We, our generation is the only generation that's going to know both sides of the struggle because we hear it from our parents. And then we know the other side of our children. We are responsible to continue passing our traditions, our culture, our mentality of an immigrant mentality for a better opportunity. Because I always say a culture and tradition could die in a single generation. Literally, language could die in a single generation. Mm -hmm. You know? So it's our, our niece, she doesn't speak she doesn't live with us. So she moved to where where she live? Vegas. No, yeah. She's not growing up with us because Baco's kids, they're learning both. My other niece, she's learning both languages. But the other one, she speaks no Spanish whatsoever. And it sucks because like, yeah, when she comes to visit, how how is she, how is she going to talk to my parents? My parents don't speak any Spanish, so I mean English. I'm, so what I'm trying to say is like, literally, we are the middle passage between how important it is. Like, we have to take that seriously and not just be like about me, 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 me. Like, <laughs> the, at the easy end, way out. Yeah, like you I'm got to make sure English. that your kids speak Spanish. That your kids have this immigrant mentality of know exactly, yeah, where they came from and how hard it is in the other side of the border. Like, that's why you are born here to make something of yourself and then pass it forward, like, to other kids. Because seriously, like, I, I feel like a lot of people need to be woke. My like, niece, Natalie, she always asks me, like, why do I have to learn Spanish? She knows Spanish. But she's like, why do I have to learn? And then so I tell her in Spanish, I'm like, because, like, Especially now, it's important to know more than one language. But she's like, how do you know so much Spanish? And I'm like, because we're from Mexico. So then I go into telling her, we're from Mexico. My Your grandparents came from Mexico. And now she's like, she embraces it. You know how much she loves being Mexican? Yeah. She sees all of our products and she's like, oh, I want that. I want those boots. I want those huaraches. Or I tell her like, oh, we're from Mexico. Do you want to go? Yes, I want to go. And it's like, it's so nice to see that she's already second generation. My brothers were born here. And yet she still loves and the yeah, and the language, culture, and tradition, and keeping it alive goes into the third layer that I keep saying. You have a duty to yourself first, and then to your family, and then third, your community. And who were the translators every single time that a letter came? 
us. Yeah. Even though we didn't know. <laughs> we had a Mickey Mouse <laughs> translation from, from English to Spanish to our parents. Or every time we went to the doctor. Yeah. So who were the official translators of the family? Us. us. Oh, and I And we that. weren't that good of a no, translator. And I saw that in a lot of the a lot of the what is it? Applications. I want to be a translator. I want to be a doctor because there needs to be more Spanish speaking doctors. I want to be a lawyer because there needs to be more Spanish speaking lawyers. And it's like, there's a quote that says, we are not the, pro we are the product of our environment, but you can either take that in a negative way or in a positive way. All these applicants are taking it in a positive way. We are the product of our environment. So we're going to make a change and we're going to be positive and we're going to change our environment. And then there's those other people. People who go into being cholos, people who are alcoholics, people who are born in like, like loveless families. Like, oh, I'm up, like, I'm that, I'm this way because I grew up this way. And it's like, so a lot of other people grew up that way. And you can either make it your excuse or you can make it your motivation. Yeah. Oh my God, that shot helped. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you loosened up. <laughs> But dude, like, you gotta grasp the fucking, like, how lucky. We are to be born in this fucking land. Like, seriously, wake the fuck up. I keep saying that because a lot of us just, we are here in this country to fucking party. We are here to fucking get our paycheck on Friday. And like, we're here just to fucking show off our fucking shiny belt buckles. Like, who the, f like, seriously? That's I mean why your dad <laughs> is seriously, your dad and your mom's cross the fucking border so you could fucking have a shiny belt buckle. Yeah. Like, that's it. Just selfishly. Like, no, like your mom and your dad sacrificed so you could provide wealth to your family. There's a quote that I love. It says, if a wealthy, if you didn't come from a wealthy family, let a wealthy family come from you. It's, it's your fucking duty. We weren't, a lot of us weren't blessed to be born rich, but it's our fucking fault if we fucking die, die rich, yeah. if I we mean, die, die poor. poor. Like, it's our duty to fucking give our our next generation, not just money, but I mean education. But that's why it's important for, like, us. We're first-generation American. We have to tell our kids, or you have kids, so you have to tell your kids the struggles that my dad went through. Because we know firsthand because our parents made us live through it. But your kids are growing up completely different already, right? Yeah. And Conrado's kids, too. He's right here next to Paco. Oh, yeah. And it's... I lost my turn of thought. Hold on. I got it. The shot kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> But dude, like what, what I'm trying to say here is that you gotta, you gotta realize how important this is. Like literally, we are the middle passage. Oh, okay. I got it. Like my dad, he would, he, till this day, he still feels bad because he tells us like, ah, yo no les pude dar todo. When did you ever feel like something was missing? When you wanted to need Jordans or something? But that didn't matter to us. Like, I, in my life, I was never hungry. He would buy... Till this day, he's like, Mommy, ¿quieres comer? Like, I can buy my own food. And yet, he's still trying to buy me something. There was nothing that I ever felt like was missing. And yet, he feels bad because he thought he couldn't give us everything. You see, he doesn't realize, and it's true, as a parent, I always think I'm coming short. Like this past week, I felt so guilty. I couldn't take my daughters to the Ariana Grande <laughs> concert. I felt, I still feel like shit about it, honestly. But if you ask them, ¿Qué les falta? They're like nothing. And we're good, you know, because no les falta nada. Like for you guys' case, uh, with your dad and also my mom, we see it as we're so grateful because we are, we really are. They did a hell of a job with us, you see. But them 
they always think that they fell short. They came short. For some reason, they just couldn't give you everything. But they don't realize that they gave us everything we needed plus more. Mm-hmm. You see, it doesn't matter. Materialistic stuff doesn't matter. We go get it ourselves. It's fine. That's why we work for, and yeah. that's why we do what we do. You see, they gave us more than they actually even know they gave, you know? They gave us their love. That's unconditional. Yeah. That alone, it's, man, that's huge. So many kids grow up without it. I know, that. and that's a shame. So many kids grow up without it. And if you're one of those kids that grow up without it, break that chain. Don't be that parent to give your kids no love. Break the chain. Be the parent that gives them tons of love so they could pass that on to the next generation. And I think your thought earlier, Daisy, about the kids, my kids and Paco's kids is true. They have it too good. They don't realize how good they have it because they've never suffered any hunger, any, any, anything. And neither did I, thank God. But my mom took us every summer and Christmas to Zacatecas. And I love the fact she did. At first, I used to hate it going over there because like, damn, I don't want to play in dirt. Yeah. I don't want to be out there picking up whatever, you know, like, I don't want to deal with this. You know, waking up at six in the yeah. morning con la gente gritando. Like, I hated. it. I was miserable going out with my tios. Yeah, I hated that. When the rancho, I hated all that. But now I love it. I know. When we tell Natalie, you know, let's go to Mexico, she's like, yeah. And then my dad's like, pero no hay Wi Fi. And she's like, oh. Dude, a lot of us, a lot of us need to go to Mexico, dude. And <laughs> humble fucking, yourself. And one way trip, <laughs> one way trip to humble yourself. No fucking Wi Fi, no phone. I, a lot of our kids need to go to fucking oh, Mexico. Yeah. That's a must. And yes. fucking no Jordans, no fucking fancy shoes. Oh. Just fucking go on your, your bare feet and walk on. Piedras. <laughs> like a lot of kids need to go through that shit. Like a lot. Like a lot. Like, I mean, if you want a reality fucking check, like fuck the conference that you want to go to or read the book. Like, you know what? You want to appreciate what the fuck you have? Go to Mexico. Don't spend those 250 on a concert. Just on a flight to Mexico. Stay the fuck over there. <laughs> Don't go to the fiestas. That's oh, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> go to the fucking real shit. Like sp- stay there for a week or two and fucking live there. Like you're going to come back and you're going to kick ass on your job. You're going to appreciate your family. You're going to appreciate a fucking running restroom. toilet. You're going <laughs> to a restroom. You're going to appreciate life. You know, the one that really got to me, Paco, and, and this is this is really, really gets to me. Mirar los señores ya 85 años, 80 year old men and women pushing carritos de nieve, pushing oh, carritos yeah. de las tunas, carritos de tortillas, whatever they're selling. At 85 years old pushing, and I'm not talking about pushing it on a flat surface like here, everything's nice and paved. No, I'm talking about pushing it through dirt, rocks, bricks, up hills, down hills. I mean, de la policía, because in Bell, it was illegal to do that. See, my dad, how, how many times has he like told the paletero or whatever, like, oh, come hide because there was a cop passing by? Oh, one. that's so wrong. But in Mexico, you see it, and they're 90 years old, 85 mm-hmm. years old, because here at least we have some benefits where they take care of you somehow. But in Mexico, no, it humbles your ass down. It really makes you see things differently. And that's a lot of the things you see, like the work, work ethic of Mexican, especially like our parents. We didn't just, you know how Paco can go and tell his kids, like, you got to work hard. You got to work hard. We saw it from our parents. And that's a lot of the motivation for a lot of these recipients, like the scholarship applicants. They got inspired by their parents' work. Like Paco earlier, the what he read, that... The señor goes to Mexico and helps the church and he fixes everything. And then she got inspired by that, by that to change everything. Like, this is a little piece of another recipient. And I fucking love her name. America Rodriguez. <laughs> like, seriously, like, it's a, it, there's a reason why your name is America. 
like seriously appreciate like <clears throat> you are here for a purpose and she says on her application my education will contribute to what i would do in the future because i want to have my own business my ultimate goal is to help as many people in my community as i can even though i still don't know exactly what i want to create i know that going to college will open me up to more things and that's true she might not know what the hell she wants right now but she has a desire for herself, her family, and her community. She's the one that tried starting a business yeah. at 17. Like, literally, that right there, like, a lot of us might not know exactly a clear purpose. We don't have a clear goal in life. We don't know what the hell we're doing here yet. But figure it out and then do something about it. Like, But as long as you have that intention, and America here has the intention of not just for herself, but to help her community. And those are the people that we want to help because that's one extra person that's going to be out there to help us to get another starfish back into the water. And if you guys don't know what the, the analogy is, it's listen to episode one. So, but yeah, like seriously, we, I think at the end, these applicants and the 300 applicants that applied for our scholarship were like, we, we thought that we were going to help them. But I think at the end of reading 300 applications, they ended up helping us more. So whatever money that we actually provided, hopefully it helps. Hopefully. And I trust me, textbooks are freaking expensive. Everything is expensive in, well, the, in college. <laughs> but honestly, thank, thank you to every single person that applied. Because you don't know how much you did for us. Because if anything, if our spark was ever dying... You just fucking poured gasoline. Aww. Like this is the reason why Charosteca or even Charosteca podcast is alive and because of you. Paco doesn't believe in college. <laughs> I do. So that's why I told him to, to do this. But a lot of these people want to be lawyers. You need college to be a lawyer. You need college to be able to. Yeah. And it's true what they were saying. We need more Latinos in these fields because who else is going to understand these people in the cages, like in Arizona and Texas, better than a Latino whose parents went through it. Yeah. Better who DACA recipients who, dude, they don't know any other country except here. They came here when they were one and then they get deported to Mexico. Like, what are they going to do over there? They don't know. So we need people who are going to represent us and have compassion for us because at the end of the day, we're all humans. And we're not just like, undocumented aliens or whatever they want to call us. We can't have white lawyers representing us when they don't know the struggle. So it's inspiring to see everybody like wants to be a change. Like I said in the post, be the change you want to see in the world. And that's what our people want to be. Yeah. And if you want to see immediate change, you don't have like right now you might be driving to work or you might be driving to the gym and you're on zombie mode, right? Fucking nine to five, 40, 50, 60 hours a week. You might be on zombie mode, but if you want a fucking reality check and wake the fuck up, you don't have to go look elsewhere. Just talk to your moms and to your pops. Ask them, how was life over there? How was your, how did you cross the border? Tell me the story. Trust me, the next day, you're going to appreciate that fucking soda, that hamburger, that hot dog. Even your job, at least you're not at the end of a freeway selling flowers and fruit. You're buy not, some fruit. You're not buy picking some up yeah. strawberries in the fields for fucking 12 hours a day for pennies. Literally. You want to wake the fuck up? You want the best motivational speech? Go talk to your moms and your pops. Wake the fuck up. Cry. Let it burn. And then go back to work. Even our dad, he had it hard, but he's not, he wasn't out in the fields, you know? I have this friend from school, from college. 
when we were graduating, I mean, I felt proud and I can only imagine how she felt. Her parents are undocumented. They were in the fields every single day in Coachella, Coachella Valley. And she was so proud. Like, And that's a lot of the stories. A lot of the people here, they even went to go pick like fruit in the summer with their parents. And they're like, I that's what motivated me to want better for myself. Because I don't want that same struggle. Yeah. And to the people that are academic and going to college and thank you all the 300 applicants, like think about it. Your parents crossed the border so you could cross that stage. Yep. So we're, are oh, you? Oh, we're in May. Graduation season's coming Yeah. Up. So, and for the people that are not graduating, who cares? Like, let's keep working on whatever we are. We have a different zone. Like for college wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Like college was not for me. Like I'm like, so I did it my way. So, but if someone is going for college and that's their zone, of course, like, you know, let them be, let them figure it out. We need doctors. We need more accountants. We need lawyers. lawyers. Like we need a lot of lawyers. We fucking need a Mexican-American president of the United States. Yep. That's what we fucking need. You know? We need a Lopez, a Galvez, a Rodriguez. Bautista. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, man, I, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. This right here, I, I just wanted to congrats to, to the five applicants. Let me shout them out real quick. So Janet Garcia, uh, her parents are from, where are they? Well, she's from San Jose. Diana Rodriguez Preciado, she's going to UCLA. Oh, she's going to Spain this summer, so we help pay for some of her expenses. America Rodriguez. Vanessa Reyes Romero. And Anali Ayala. So congrats to you five. Remember, like... Our families didn't come this far for us to just come this far. And that's all I got to say. <laughs> all right, guys. Si se puede. Si se puede. You guys have a great day.